I'm going in. Are we watching a World Series preview in LA this week? Welcome back to Daily Dingers. I'm Steve Armato, back with Steve Inman all week long. We are having coming off a rough night, one and three on the official picks. Hit the nerfy. We're gonna be okay though. We're gonna be okay. We can get back after it today. Um, Steve, welcome back to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. But why is the nerfy not an official pick? Why is everything else that we lost an official pick? So no, no, no. The nerfy is not never an official pick. Our official picks are always underdog and best bet. Nerfy is a separate thing by itself. So like Nerfy's a Nerfy is a uh, the one thing I've been hitting. Not yeah, I know, but that's a standalone. That's good. All right, we'll take it. I that's feel a, pretty good about our Nerfy today too. We'll get to that. We will get to that. That is those. That is a today's Nerfy is actually perfect. Um, but listen, you've been killing the Nerfies, which is great. Actually, we've been the Nerfies have been the only good thing in the past couple of weeks, and the underdogs for some reason have been hitting. But let's get in. Before we get into that. Let's start with um, Dodgers, Astros, um, mainly the Astros here. Are we? I I think that they might actually be the best team in baseball. But um, what what do you what do you think? Is this a World Series preview? And what do you think of this Astros team right now? I do think this is a World Series preview at the very moment. I mean, you look at these two teams and they're just insanely loaded offensively, right? They both have got like multiple guys who can close out games. I just was so shocked to see how well this Astros rotation has held up. You talk about no Garrett Cole. You talk about, you know, Justin Verlander, who is out for the year. Zach Greinke, who has been okay he's been very up and down and yet this is still in one of the better rotations in baseball it's been all these young guys out of nowhere like christian javier had this breakout year last year right they don't even have room for him in the rotation it's been unreal how good this rotation has been for the astros the rotation's been like a very a big surprise but i think also people i i feel like when the whole cheating thing happened right People just forgot that these guys were already good hitters. Yeah. So like when you take when you take guys that are already good and you give them you basically tell them what's coming, they're going to be even better. But I feel like people forgot that these guys were good before that anyway. And now we're seeing that oh, wow, they're still actually like good at baseball. Like they're still hitting. This lineup is this lineup's mashing and they don't even have Bregman in it. Yeah, it's really unbelievable how well they're hitting. It just goes to like how many guys in this lineup are going to get like MVP votes, right? Like forget the cheating for a second. Pretend they had a blank slate. But like in terms of their numbers, Altuve is an MVP candidate. Yuli Gurriel is having a really incredible season. He's 37 years old and he's hitting 324 with power. You know, Carlos Correa is having a pretty solid, you know, uh, free agent upcoming year, a walk year. You know, even, you know, a guy like Kyle Tucker has really, you know, emerged as a everyday above average player. So Michael, Michael Brantley. Brantley has been unbelievable. I think he's hitting what he's in 330 right now. And, you know, he's older, too. They're all getting older and they're all seem to be just as good as ever. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me. And I feel like Dusty Baker needs to be like considered for. AL manager of the year, in my opinion, because first of all, he had to take over. He came in after the whole cheating thing went down, right? So he had to come in and answer questions for shit that he didn't even do. Yeah. And then he had to take the team that they have 
and keep them all together in spite of going to stadiums, getting just abused by fans, players hating them, this, that, the other thing. Including and, this, and this team is the second has the second best record in baseball and the best record in the AL. Yeah, it's really been unbelievable what they've been doing. The only concern I would have is a concern I would have for most teams in baseball right now, which is they're going from a 60-game season to 162. How do they stretch these pitchers out to where fatigue is not the biggest factor in why they didn't win a World Series? Because all these pitchers other than Greinke are very young with not a lot of mileage in the big leagues under their arms. Are they going to be able to hold up for another, you know, now three months, you know, you know, August, September, and October. It'll be interesting to see if they do that. If they can, this team should go to the, can and should go to the World Series. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's definitely a concern. But I also think they they did a good job at addressing the bullpen at yeah. the deadline. So like they've added arms to the bullpen, which help. I think the arms that they added are going to help that. Just in case they don't get the length out of their starters. For a month or two, whatever, I think they have the 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 horses in the pen to kind of get through it a little bit. Um, Good point. I, I think they I think they were really smart with what they did there. I it, they're impressed. They're impressive. Like I'm not gonna lie, they're just they're impressive to me. Yeah. Um, and I think as we go forward, it's them, the White Sox. Red Sox raise like I think that's the that's the hierarchy right now. Yeah, I definitely think the White Sox at the moment are the biggest threat to Houston right now. Um, I think the Red Sox have kind of faded a little bit. That that starting pitching is just not playoff caliber. Chris opinion. Sale's coming back though. Chris Sale is coming back. We'll see if how much he can give them. Right, he's coming off Tommy John. You know, are they going to have to ease him back in? But. I don't think the Rays have enough offense. I don't think the Red Sox have enough starting pitching. So to me, it comes down to the White Sox, right? And we've seen the A's collapse every postseason. Until that changes, I'm not really expecting them to be a monster threat to Houston in October. Agree. Oh, agreed. I don't. I the A's aren't an October threat to me ever. Um, but they're threat to get there. Yeah, right. It. They get there, and that's all we got. Um, also, I do think, I do think the Rays are a little bit fraudulent. I don't. I don't know, man. I, I just I know they win games and they're they're continuing to win baseball games, but like I just I don't know what it is about them that I, I just think that when they get to the postseason they're not gonna really be able to keep this up. I, I don't know, man. I what how, how do you feel about that team? Yeah, to me they're very giants esque, which is like the 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 total team is greater than the sum of its parts, which is like if you look at all these guys, there's not a ton of guys that you'd be like, wow, I really wish we had him in our team. If we had him on our team, we'd be really good, right? The same thing with the Giants. It's just a bunch of guys who somehow just win games. And we just saw this very similar team last year go to the World Series. And they have the, the pitching and the bullpen to literally shut a team down for a week. So I would not rule them out at all. But at the same time, they're going to be winning low-scoring games and at some point you're going to get to a time where the Astros just mash and you got to put up eight runs to beat them I'm not sure the Rays can do that at this very moment yeah yeah so I think we uh I think we're all aligned on on this and I I got to give Jack a little bit of credit here because he said early in the season that he thought that Astros were the best team in the AL and I and I jumped down his throat and I was like 
what? Like, what are you, what are you, th-? but he's, he's been right. So I don't, kudos, Jack. I don't know, man. Like, let's, yeah. uh, well, we got to give Jack credit there and hope he's enjoying his, uh, his time his away. His little vacay. It's yeah. fine. Good for him. All right. Let's go. Let's move on to, um, today's best bets. Um, I got, I'm not going to start with mine because mine is going to rub both of us the wrong way a little bit, but what do you, what do you got? How are we, what do we got here? Yeah, I'm going with the Reds. You can get them at minus one and a half at minus 121 on points bet. They're playing the Twins. I, you know, the Reds are coming off, you know, arguably their biggest heartbreaker of the year. Jorge Polanco hit this monster shot against them right at the end of the game. I dislike the Reds right now because Luis Castillo is pitching as well as any pitcher in baseball right now. He's really just rolling along, but nobody's really noticing because he started the year so poorly that ERA is still not great. He's facing somebody named Charlie Barnes today, so I really like that. The Twins are 21-32 on the road. They, you know, dismantle a lot of their teams, so let's go with the Cincinnati Reds. I, I'm in agreement with you here. I think Castillo, since, like, May, has like, been... Like June 1st, so, like, right, right around there, as good as anybody. He's been as good as anyone, and he's been a guy that nobody nobody's really talked about since just because of how bad the start was to the season and he's kept them in so many games that have been blown by that bullpen because that bullpen is not that bullpen is not good i mean i know they they addressed it at the deadline with some new arms they got givens they got a couple other guys in there um but it's not a good bullpen no it's not it's not a good bullpen and he it's almost been like he's had to go like he has to go the full game to get the win and he's been key he's been holding teams down but against a team like the twins who also have a bad bullpen who are completely dismantled i just think it's a no-brainer today and that's why i think the odds are as decent as they are because of that threat of them blowing the game right like we we saw sean doolittle blow it against this lifeless mets team over the weekend right like he's a guy who's been blowing saves all year you know, my former teammate, my guy Amir Gary, has not been having the year we kind of hoped he would oh, have, God, right? He has not. So, and Michael Givens is he's fine, but to me, he's a seventh seventh inning guy. He's not really the guy who can close out a game. So, it, it remains to be seen whether they can get that done. But I do trust Luis Casillo to give you seven good innings tonight, and that might be enough. Yeah, no, it, you're absolutely right. Um, on my end here, calling this the uh, happiness hedge. So my best bet, listen, I'm taking the Marlins, plus 135 against the Mets. I know Carrasco's pitching. I know Zach Thompson's going for the Marlins. But here's the thing. As a Mets fan, I've seen this movie before. When the Mets are in a tailspin and they play the Marlins, the tailspin just gets significantly worse. And here we are. They just lost two brutal back-to-back games to a bad Marlins team. They, the lead has shrunk to one and a half games in the NL East. And the Mets are now, you got the manager pointing blame at the players for not preparing. I just don't think that, I don't think this all adds up to the Mets winning tonight. I think this adds up to the Mets coming out and just laying another egg. I, I Look, I know you don't think they're going to get swept, and they still got two more games to go. They got tonight and tomorrow. I know you don't think they're going to get swept in Miami, but I've seen this movie too many times for me to actually think that the Mets are going to win this game tonight. I just cannot see them winning it. I, I cannot. So I'm taking the yeah. Marlins at plus 135. 
where's a Mike Francesa rant when you need it, right? It reminds me of this series they had a four-game set against the Rockies at home, right? And he goes, they were 46 and 73. And just basically just you can't believe that this would actually happen. And it seems like it is happening. I trust Carlos Carrasco. I don't know why. I've seen four innings out of him this year. But for some reason, I trust him tonight to give them five scoreless innings. And I think they will be able to scratch out three runs against Zach Thompson and win a close game that they desperately need. Now, when a manager calls out a team the way he has, remember, they, we already checked. They already fired the hitting coach this year. So that's not going to happen again. You're not going to fire. You already fired the, the hitting coach and the assistant. So when you call out a team like this, you can either win and it builds a camaraderie and they bounce back and they're going to be talking about this when they make the playoffs or – they continue to show lifelessness, and then all of a sudden the manager's on the hot seat, the team just goes dead. And I'm just going to hold out hope that it's going to be the first one. Now, listen, I want to go back to something you said real quick. You said you trust Carrasco to give you five. I don't know why, but I do. Uh, right. Now, but do you trust the bullpen to give you four after that? Uh, I, 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 for some reason, think they can squeak out a 3-1 win. I just right. do. I don't know why, but I just I feel like to like, they're probably losing three out of four in Miami, which is going to be horrible. But I feel like this is the one they win. All right, let's see. I don't know, man. I'm. I think it's safe to bet against the wrong. Mets for the no, next. No, it, like, it is. It is safe. This like this is. I've just seen it too many times, man. And you know, as a Mets fan, I think you're wishful thinking a little bit. I think you're like. I think you're being like a couple of these Mets fans on Twitter that are like, it's the sky isn't they will only lose three out of four to yeah. Miami, who's yeah. dead they're in like, the water. They're like, they're like, oh, the sky isn't falling. It's like the sky it, is falling. The sky yeah, is falling. Exactly. Like there this is I don't think they're gonna get swept in Miami. That's all. <laughs> I think it's like the lowest bar you could possibly hope to have. But yeah, you can't get any lower than oh, we're not gonna get swept. We're only gonna lose three out of four to the Marlins who are in last place. And also off tangent real quick with the Mets, I would put Tywin Walker on the on the IL for two weeks and just cause some kind of phantom injury. He clearly is gassed. Just give him two weeks off and you know what? Like he comes back in the third week of August you might be getting a brand new pitcher. I think that's the no-brainer. If you just keep throwing them out there, it's it seems like they just aren't getting length and they're not getting quality innings. Then what? Who's, who do you throw in his place? I don't know. But yeah, to me, know. it's like I'd rather do that and just hope that you can salvage his season than just keep running him out there because right now he just looks like he's out of gas. All right. Yeah, I mean, he does. He definitely doesn't. That the shortened season really, really it screwed over everybody. Screwed but everybody, apparently. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, let's. Enough about the Mets. I, yeah. I could go. We could go on them all day, um, and I don't want to talk about them. Maybe anymore. we'll do that tomorrow if they lose. To, if uh, they lose, I'm gonna. To I, if they lose, I'm gonna be tomorrow's opening rant is gonna be absurd. Um, but who is your underdog today? I'm going with the Mariners. You know, they've been very up and down since the, the big trade they made last week, right? But Logan Gilbert has been so good. You can get the Mariners at plus 140 over the Rays. They're fit, you know, the Rays are throwing out there Josh Fleming, who's been okay, but he's not a guy who's going to give you length. He's averaging, you know, less than four innings a start in his last five. And Gilbert's a sneaky rookie of the year candidate. I think, you know, better than a strikeout per inning. The advanced numbers basically say he should be closer to a three-year A than a four-year A. And I just, I just really like him as a pitcher. And I'm, today is my pick the good young pitchers who are underrated day for some reason. We've been on this team a lot this week, huh? We have. 
The, I mean, yeah, we've been on them a lot. I, I feel like they're actually like kind of, they're they're starting to like turn it around a little bit, and they're playing better. Even though I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, I don't think they're going to be. No, I don't either. I don't think they're going to be in that conversation. This is a team that should be. They're scratching the surface to that, and to the point where some of these other kids, like Kalenic and Rodriguez, like they could be full time regulars next year, and then they should make the playoffs next year. Right. Yeah, I think that's where they're at. But I think they're a good story. Um, and I do listen. I don't know why I don't like the Rays. So anybody who beats the Rays, I, I like. I. It's not even. I don't know why I don't like the Rays. It's not like a personal thing. It's just that I. Well, you're like me. You hate this opener thing. Like I, I hate it. I think it's bad for baseball. I don't think it really is going to work long term. And because the Rays are so smart, everyone thinks, oh, they know what they're doing. We should follow what they do. And it, it's it's not great. Well, the thing is, it's it's nonsense because it's just you're taking a guy who's not a good, like you're taking a bad, a bad pitcher who has two pitches, yeah, and you're just throwing him for an inning and. I, like I don't that doesn't work long term and it's not going to work. Look, we know this. The teams that win in the playoffs are the teams that have this is what happens in the playoffs. So all the like big this is why the A's don't win and like this is part of the reason the A's don't win in the playoffs. In the playoffs, you need to like actually play baseball. You need your good starters, you need to situationally hit, you need to have productive outs, you need to put the ball in play. You need to do other things that aren't the sabermetric stuff, the things that you can't accumulate or the things that you can't account for. You need like the Rays don't do that stuff in the postseason. That's why they yeah. lose. Like I get it. Look, all the sabermetric stuff works throughout 162. But when you get into a short series, you need to be able to have a feel for the game. You need to have like you need to have the eye test. You need to there are things that have to happen that aren't accounted for in whatever analytical equations there are. I think that's why I don't like the Rays so much is because they don't have that balance to me of like, like the Astros had that balance, right? They're big on sabermetrics, but then they also like their guys in the playoffs. Well, you know the difference between the A's, the Rays versus the Astros. The Astros are spending. They're spending money to keep their own guys. And when a Ray gets to four years of service, they start to get expensive. You go, all right. Got to move him for the next guy. The A's do the same thing. And it's really – it's they've both had success doing that with pitching. They have mm-hmm. not had success doing that with offense. They have not come out there and found a face of the franchise offensive player by doing that. And because of that reason, they go into the playoffs and they just don't hit. And that's why they haven't won. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. And it's – I, the, I think the, hitting is hard. It's hard. Hit, I mean, hitting is the hardest thing to do in sports. Yes. The hardest thing to do in sports is to square up a baseball. Yes. Like, and hit it. Like, it's – that's why all these people that were like – I don't know if you remember. Game Day posted something a couple weeks ago. If you had 1,000 pitches against DeGrom. DeGrom. Like, if, if you'd get a hit. And I was like, no. Like, no. And people were like – People are like if he feels bad for you and tells you where it's going. People go there's people, a legit chance somebody could get a hit. People but go the most part's gonna be zero. People people go people go, come on, after like 150 pitches, his arm would get tired. I was like, first of all, it's unrealistic to think that anybody's throwing you a thousand pitches in a row. So let's not take an unrealistic situation also, and throw- I understand I understand the ground's been hurt, but what are the odds that he gets tired before you get tired swinging? Well, like, so don't take, right. That's another, also like, don't take an unrealistic situation of a thousand pitches 
and then take a realistic thing and say, oh, his arm's going to be hurting. You, yeah. that doesn't, that's not how it works. Anybody who's even like, even if you like, my um, thing is this, you watched what DeGrom did against in a rehab assignment against professional, professional baseball players. Minor leaguers are still professional baseball players. He struck out eight out of nine on like, it was ridiculous. So if minor leaguers aren't going to smell him, what makes you think like Joe Schmo on the street no. is going to sniff him? It's not, it's just, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. People like that, really. We got to make that a game day reality series. We get some 40 year old pitcher who everyone says washed up, who can go throw 90 and just make him do that. They did something like that with like Brian Scalabrini when he was going like one-on-one with like random dudes. Like, let's do that. Let's go get like, let's go get Bart Bartolo and just like have him throw gas past people that's that's the game that's the, that, that's the show that is that is an that is an easy show we'll, Everybody, it. we'll be the play-by-play guys it'll be great dude bartolo would be throwing people two seamers and buckling them at like yeah. 87 i'm telling yeah. you it's like they have no clue what, what it even what it even looks like 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 look i don't like i played at a pretty high level of baseball and i'm telling you right now you when you're playing at that level it's hard to hit that speed if you if you never even seen it i just don't it's like that time derek fisher said that he could step in the box and hit a baseball like what like you're you've never you've never done this before like i i did a shoot i did a shoot years ago with i can't i'm not going to mention his name but he's an nfl wide receiver pretty good nfl wide receiver okay the premise of the shoot was he created himself in MLB the show and then he tried to do like all this all the drills and stuff from MLB the show in real life and he's like oh i'm definitely going to put one out this that the other thing he had had a hard time like, batting practice he had a yeah. hard time hitting the ball out of the infield like that's how hard it is to hit a baseball these people don't understand that i don't know, it's i go all day on that i'm sorry um, i should probably get into my underdog now that we're now that we're here um, do it I'm doing. Uh, I know Steve doesn't really like this one, but uh, I'm doing the Fathers Padres money line plus 100 against the A's. Um, I just feel like a team like the A's at this moment should kind of be a heavier favorite than minus 120 against the Padres team without Fernando Tatis and like Frankie Montas has been hot. So I kind of feel like this is a Padres line. I don't feel like it's a trap line at all. I feel like this is like skewing Padres here. Musgrove's been better. Padres get the DH, even though they don't have Tatis. Um, also, I think Montes has the ability to have one of those blow-ups. He's, he does that every now and yeah, then. He does. So I, uh, I like the Padres here at plus 100. I don't love it. I like it. Yeah, I don't love it. I just don't think the Padres are close to the same team without Fernando Tatis Jr. He is the heart and soul of this team. You look at this lineup, there's still some hitters here, but it's just not a, a great lineup. And Montas has been red hot. And if that continues, I think it's going to be a tough day for the Padres. Having said that, you mentioned Joe Musgrove. He's been way better recently. He's coming off a seven innings, scoreless, 11 Ks. You know, he's been a lot better. He had the lull in the middle of the season after the no-hitter. He's back. He's, his ERA is back under three. I think, uh, to me, this one's a toss-up. And I think for an underdog, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's what you, that's really all underdogs are toss-ups regardless. Yeah. So, all right, now let's go to our daily dinger. I know you're 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 simplifying today. So, what do, what do you got? 
Yeah, I've been looking for storylines the last couple of days, you know, with Nelson Cruz and Chris Bryan and Anthony Rizzo looking for like, what, what, why today? Today, we're not doing that. Those guys didn't work. We're going with Vladdy Guerrero Jr., one of the best power hitters in the game. He's got 34 in the year. He's facing somebody named Juan Carlos Mejia in the Cleveland Indians. You can get him at plus 270 to homer today for his 35th of the year. Let's, let's just make it simple. Plus 270. They're basically yeah. telling you he's going to go yard. Right. I was thinking about George Springer because he's been red hot with those, but he was only a plus 180. And I feel like Vladdy's just as good to homer as, as Springer. I don't know. Maybe parlay that. You could parlay that. You could. It's probably – I mean, it's always the – home run Home run props are like a crapshoot. And like a home run prop parlay is like – you yeah. need your head examined, honestly. Like, but hey, You brought it up. I didn't. Dude, we hit one though. We hit one earlier yes, in – we hit Schwarber Otani. Schwarber Otani. You know what? Maybe we do that. Maybe do like a little five bucks. Put five bucks on Springer and Vladdy to Homer. It's probably like, I don't know. We should look at those odds though. I might do that. Might do that okay. there. All right. I'm, I'm going with Michael Brantley. Um, sticking with the Astros theme today. He's plus 450. Um, to me, he's, to me, Brantley is one of the most underrated players in baseball For sure. like, year in and year out. Um, but his numbers against Max Scherzer are like insane. So he's hitting 347 in 49 at bats against him. He's got eight doubles, he's got a triple, and he's got a home run. And he only has two strikeouts in 49 at bats against Scherzer, which is insanity to me. Um, so I like him at plus 450 tonight in LA. That's it. You can definitely make the case that he is the most underrated player in all of baseball, and especially, you know. He's a guy who just puts the ball in play. That always helps. And Max Scherzer's as good as he's been the last few years, he's had a homer problem. And, you know, when you throw that hard, home runs are going to happen when they connect on the bat. And so I don't – I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that Brantley – I had no idea that Brantley had those type of numbers against Scherzer, especially that Scherzer's been on the Nats for however long. And Brantley's – I feel like Brantley's been an AL guy, like, his, his entire career. Yeah, I mean, it's the Detroit Scherzer days versus the Indian days for Brantley. Remember, these two also hooked up in the World Series a couple of years ago with the Nats and the uh, and the Astros, too. So there's pl- plenty of experience, and I always think that's always advantage hitter. Yes, I agree. It, it is, because there's only, there's only so many pitches. Like, you know how many pitches the guy has. There's only so many different things they could do to you. So the more you see a guy... The more, the better the advantage you're gonna have. So it's just, it's just how it works. Your eyes adjust to everything that this that this pitcher's throwing at you. Um, so before we get out of here now, Steve, Nerfy today. Yeah. So even though this isn't our official bet, I still really like the Met and the Marlins no run first inning. You can get at minus one thirty five on DraftKings. We mentioned Carrasco. He was good in his last start. I don't think the Marlins can hit at all. And the Mets are already calling out their offense. You know, Luis Rojas is saying they quote have to Mets have to prepare better for games offensively. I don't like the sound of that. That's very concerning. It's a big ballpark in Miami. I would not expect any runs in the first inning tonight. Yeah, I uh, I like that a lot. I'm obviously, I mean, I mean, I'm picking the Marlins tonight. So right. you know, you know that. Um, also, Luis Rojas under the radar jacked. Like yeah, like <laughs> that's kind of surprising. Yeah, like he's. He's under the radar. Like he's definitely bench. He's definitely bench pressing like two fifty for reps. How old is he? Like thirty eight. Yeah, he's like 38, 39. I mean, yeah, there's, guys, there's pitchers. I mean, Rich Hill's older than him. I know it's crazy. 
Rich Hill better. Rich Hill better. Uh, he they need him to be good, which is concerning because he's forty one and a five and fly guy. But that's where we're at. It's fine. Whatever. This is a bad time to be a Mets fan right now. It's always good early, and then August comes around, and you start worrying. This is not good. So, um, all right, everyone. Steve, thanks for joining me once again. Thanks um, for having me. We're going to be back again tomorrow um, doing this. Hopefully, I actually hope I lose the Marlins bet. I, really, uh, I, I hope you do. I, re- I really hope I do, but I, I, just, <laughs> I don't see it right now. But um, listen, everyone, don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. For Steve Inman, I am Steve Armato. We will see you tomorrow.